the show from yesterday from yesterday you've been listening the whole time right you've been the whole time never took it <laughs> off wdaym no doubt 701-293-9000 is your local number 888-970-9329 is your toll-free number you can email me to talk at wday.com uh we're going to be a little bit later on the show going to have state representative rick becker on uh representative becker of course uh, ran for governor last year, didn't win the nomination, but he is a, a state lawmaker from Bismarck. He's the one behind the legislation which would make it uh, so you don't need a permit to carry concealed in North Dakota if you're over the age of 21 years old and you don't have any other legal restrictions uh, on your possession of firearms or whatever, like if you're a former felon or something. Uh, we'll talk with Representative Becker about that uh, coming up a little bit later in the program. Um, also, you know, something I, I, as I usually do, uh, on Mondays, although yesterday wasn't a Monday, it was Tuesday, although it felt, felt like Monday, first day back after the holiday. Um, I'm on the Jay Thomas show. It's something that came up was, uh, license plates legislation, right? I mean, we're all sort of sorting through the bills that are being submitted to this new legislative session. And, um, one of the ones, uh, Jay was complaining that, he doesn't like having a front license plate on his car. Uh, and, and this is, I, I've heard this a lot from car enthusiasts, which Jay certainly is. Uh, it, it's not ever something that I guess has bothered me all that much, but it's something that, uh, you know, b- bothers, for, for I think for aesthetic reasons, people don't like it. Um, also, some people told me that, that they have bought cars where, you know, they don't even have a front license plate holder like like the car's not even built in a way to to accommodate a front license plate so you know there's a lot of people that don't like it there is actually legislation to get rid of it um it is house bill uh 1084 I had to find the number it was introduced by uh, state representative mark owens he's a republican from grand forks uh he said i, I spoke with him this morning about it and he told me, quote, if the bill passes, he told me, quote, you only need one license plate on your vehicle, period, um, adding that you would still need to have a, uh, a license plate on the rear of the vehicle. Um, it, it's kind of an interesting proposal. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure how much I care about it in that, you know, again, I don't really have any aesthetic I mostly drive trucks and stuff, and it doesn't bother me having a front plate on it. Um, Owens, when I was talking to him about the legislation, he told me that he felt a lot of people aren't following the law in North Dakota anyway. Uh, He said he did a little sort of survey as he was driving from Grand Forks to Bismarck for the legislative session, uh, and he said along the way he counted nine vehicles total that didn't have front plates. Uh, Two of them uh, were from Minnesota, but... Seven of them were from North Dakota. So he's saying a lot of people aren't, a lot of people aren't using their plates anyway, or using the front plates anyway. They're sort of defying the law anyway. Uh, you can't get a ticket if you don't have a front plate. Um, 
And so he says, you know, why not just do away with them? And I'm, I'm wondering, the only thing that, that kind of makes me interested is I wonder what sort of a cost savings this would be for the state of North Dakota if something like this passed. Um, what sort of a, I mean, obviously, we're a state right now that's looking to scrimp and save in any way that we can. And so I wonder if, if, if we didn't have, if, if there's no requirement for a front license plate, then maybe, you know, obviously that's a 50% reduction in the number of license plates that the state needs to produce. Maybe that's a way to save a couple million bucks. You know, I don't know. I don't know how, how, I think we make the license plates with the prisoners though, right? I mean, I, th- I think that's what the prisoners in the state pen do. have you heard that Natil? I, I think I think the prisoners at the state pen make the license plates. I, I think that's right. But yeah. I, like part of me is like, that's an old wives tale, isn't it? That's just a this is a Hollywood trope. But no, I, 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 think, I think that's correct. I think that I, is correct. I think they do. Yeah, I think they do. I, I wonder what the cost savings would be if we only had to produce one plate for each vehicle. I I mean would it be significant? Is I don't know. There... And, and would that be would that get passed on to us or would the extra dollars just go into... Well, maybe the DOT could use it elsewhere. I yeah. Mean, I'm sure the DOT's had to make cuts just like all the other agencies have. You know, maybe that's something we could use to sort of offset some of the, the you know, obviously the spending reductions that we have to make uh, to make ends meet. If it can reduce the DOT budget a little bit to where they don't have to produce those front plates. I mean, maybe, and maybe it's not that big of a savings at all. I mean, if it's a few million bucks... In terms of the overall size of the state budget, that's not a lot of money. But, hey, a few million bucks here, a few million bucks there. Pretty soon we're talking about real money, right? Um, So I don't know. What do you think about this bill? Would you be in favor of a bill eliminating the requirement for a front license plate? I want to hear from you. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Now, when I was talking to the representative Owens, uh, you're, uh, th- this kind of cracked me up because I was asking him, you know, where would you expect opposition to this t- to come from? Uh, and he mentioned law enforcement agencies, which which isn't maybe surprising. Um, you know, maybe they find it convenient. I, I'm sure they find it convenient to be able to, to identify vehicles from the front as well as the back. Um, whether or not that justifies the, the expense and the uh, pain in the rear end that front plates are for, for some citizens I don't know. Uh, but he, he said something that was kind of funny. He said that one argument, when this debate has come up in the legislature in the past, he said that one argument that law enforcement has made, and th- this has to be just a just a North Dakota thing. Um, he said that one argument that they've made is that the if you get into a crash and, like, your car crashes into the snowbank front first, the old plates, because they had raised numbers and letters on them, would leave an imprint of the plate in the snowbank. And they said that was a reason to keep the front license plate because when that happens, it would make it easier to track down that vehicle for for law enforcement. Which is which again is, is like just just a, a North Dakota thing, right? I mean, how many parts of the country get big enough snowbanks where that's a thing that happens a lot? I, I'd be interested in knowing how often we're tracking down vehicles based on imprints left in the snow by the raised plates i mean how, how often is that happening representative Owens pointed out it's not really an argument going forward because the new plates don't have the raised letters and numbers so i guess that's that's not a thing anymore so i don't know i mean that's um 
License plate politics. There's always a lot of it. Um, it, it amazes me how many people get wrapped up about the way the plates look. Um, it amazes me how many people get wrapped around the axle about having a front license plate, you know, for aesthetic. I mean, th- these things don't bother me that much, but, but maybe it should. I mean, I, I guess people who really care about their cars, uh, you know, really, you know, they, they spend a lot of time making them look nice and modifying them and doing all this and, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to your car to customize it and make it look a certain way and look the way you want. But the one thing you kind of can't change is, you know, the color and, and look of that license plate that you're required to bolt onto it. So I, I guess maybe I guess maybe that's understandable. Like if, if the state came down and said everybody had to have a certain sign on their house that was a certain color and had to be displayed a certain way, I guess maybe there'd be a lot of people upset about that because, you know, there's a lot of people that care about how their homes look. People like to customize things. Um, so I guess I guess maybe that's what drives a lot of it. Sort of an interesting bill. Not a lot of interesting bills so far, this legislative session. I mean, it seems usually around this time, you know, we're, we're seeing all the bills get filed. And, and there's still, you know, we still got a few weeks here of, of bills that are going to get filed by the, I, I, I think the, uh, I think the legislative uh, deadlines are a little bit later in the, uh, there's still a few weeks off. So, but you certainly we're going to see more bills, but it really boring. And, and the number of bills that, that are being submitted are way down too. So, so just not as much going on this legislative session as maybe in years past. And obviously a lot of that's due to, you know, lawmakers are going to have their hands full with the, uh, with the budget. I'm just hearing from state representative Rick Becker. Sounds like he might be able to come on a little early. So maybe we'll get him on uh, next segment. Your phone call is 701-293-9000, talk at WDAY.com is the email. We'll be right back after this. She said, baby, can't you see? I want to be famous. I start on the screen. Welcome back, Rob Port here on WDAY, 701-293-9000, Jay Thomas says the uh, front license plate issue is going crazy on his Facebook page. A lot of people care about issues like that. And you know what's interesting? I, I was having a discussion with somebody on Twitter this morning uh, who was complaining about the legislature. And we hear this every legislative session where, you know, somebody complains, oh, the legislators are all spending... Uh, you know, they're spending all this time on X when they should be spending time on Y. And, and you know, really, it's 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 a fallacy um, because we all have priorities when it comes to public policy. Right. And and my policies, my priorities are not necessarily your priorities. You know, the legislature is made up of a lot of people with a lot of different viewpoints from a lot of different parts of the state. Uh, and they also represent, you know, constituents who have a lot of different priorities and you know, the lawmakers try to serve those constituents and try to bring those constituent bills in. And in North Dakota, every bill that a lawmaker cares to put in is going to get a hearing and going to get a floor vote. So, you know, I mean, these complaints that, oh, they're wasting time on this, a wasting time on that. Listen, you know, we can all pick bills that we think are a waste of time or, or are stupid. 
but that's the democratic process, right? Uh, you know, the, the people who think those bills are important, they get a right to engage in the process too. It, it's important. Um, and someone who is engaged in the process all the time is State Representative Rick Becker. Uh, Rick, thanks for your time coming on today and coming on a little early. Yeah, our committee got out slightly early, so I'm ready to go. You, know, you guys slacking off down there or what? <laughs> uh, well, no, we're just efficient. Efficient. <laughs> all right, yeah, good. Efficient. Well, that's what that's what Governor Bergen promised is more efficient government. So we're going to have right. shorter committee shorter committee hearings. Right, the rest of the session, every committee hearing is going to be out. Right, we're early. we're falling right in line. Falling right in line. There you go. Um, your uh, your legislation on concealed probably one of the most talked about pieces of legislation so far early in the early going uh, here in the legislative session. Uh, it's regarding concealed carry. Give us a rundown. Give us a summary. What does it do? All right, uh, so it, it's labeled constitutional carry. Um, that's kind of the, just the, the common descriptor given to it. Uh, and the reason it's called that is because it allows people to be able to carry concealed uh, without a permit. Uh, right now, North Dakota is an open carry law. A lot of people don't realize that. But you can carry a gun on your hip or wherever out in the open without any kind of permit. This bill would make it so that uh, if you're 21 and over, you could also carry concealed. Uh, without the permit, whereas right now there's a Class 1 and a Class 2 permit. Um, uh, there's other aspects to what people sometimes think of as constitutional Second Amendment carry, which means really there's no restriction. There wouldn't be the 21. Um, there's no restriction on where you can carry. This This bill doesn't uh, really deal with any of that. Basically, it's just it's just whether or not you are permitted to carry. Now, Now, tell us about the reciprocity issue because that that's the thing is i hear from a lot of people who support concealed carry support the second amendment support firearms but they're concerned about what this could mean for reciprocity with other states describe for yep. us how how this works with our existing reciprocity with states like minnesota yep it, it would have no effect on it at all because both the class one and class two permitting processes would still be in place entirely so um, a person might want to get, say, a Class 1 where you actually have to shoot a gun um, just for their own benefit uh, to, to be able to feel proficient at it. There may be certain laws that say you can only carry a gun in this situation or in this location if you have a Class 1 or Class 2 concealed permit. Um, so both those reasons would be a reason why someone might still want one. The number one reason, of course, and the reason why probably most people who are going to conceal carry will still get a permit is for the purposes of reciprocity. So you can carry that uh, firearm with you to other states. 701-293-9000, you want to join the program, 888-970-9329, talking with State Representative Rick Becker. He is the lawmaker sponsoring the uh the, the, the bill, it would make it legal if you're over the age of 21 and you're not otherwise prohibited by law, you'd be able to concealed carry without a permit. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, now is your time to get them in. You can email me to talk at WDAY.com. What, um, t tell me what, uh, what, what brought you to, what inspired you to, to bring this in? Well, you know, there, there wasn't some specific flashpoint. I mean, over the last, couple of sessions I've been involved with, we've, we've discussed issues uh, regarding the Second Amendment and firearms. 
um, this came up as really uh, a discussion, uh, like as in a conversation with a group of people about constitutional carry and how some states were going in that direction. And, and it, it occurred to me that was a, a although it sounds like a momentous type of bill, it really is not. It's, it's, it's a it's a small movement and it makes sense. So I, I um, just had one crafted. You know, Rob, the, the, one of the things that I, the way I liken it is if I'm carrying currently legally with a gun on my hip, but I want to put, put a suit jacket on, I suddenly become a criminal with my suit coat on um, if I don't have a permit. You know, and it, 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 if you put it in those terms, it's really kind of straightforward to say, well, yeah, maybe if you don't need a permit to open carry, you shouldn't need a permit to conceal carry. I, you know that makes sense, and and I think a lot of people struggle with that. Where it's like, you know, if if I if I have my gun openly and I'm transporting it, or I'm like you say, carrying it because open carry is legal here in North Dakota, but somehow it inadvertently becomes concealed. Like maybe I have it on my sweatshirt or my shirt or something, covers it, and all of a sudden it's concealed, and now suddenly I'm I'm guilty, and that's a pretty serious infraction. I, the, the way I look at your legislation, it seems to me like it would. It would almost simplify things because right now to concealed carry, you have to prove to the state in, in North Dakota that, that you are qualified to concealed carry, right? You have to go through the test and get a permit and all that stuff. Yep. If yep. your legislation passes, barring, you know, barring your, your Second Amendment rights having been removed through some, you know, criminal proceeding or what have you, it, it would it would create a presumption that you are, if, if you're over the age of 21, that you are allowed to concealed carry. That's... It seems to me it, it, it totally reverses the way we treat this, the way we treat this issue, right? I mean, we go from a presumption yep. of you have to prove that, that you're allowed to exercise this right to you're allowed to exercise this right, and the state has to prove that you're somehow not qualified to. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that's interesting about it is that the, uh, the Second Amendment specifically states that the right to uh, keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. You know, none of the other um, bills that are insh- or uh, rights that are enshrined in the Bill of Rights goes so far as to state that. So, although I think it's really interesting and good discussion to have the you know uh, on whether firearm regulations are effective, whether they're important, whether they're egregious, all of that stuff you know can be entertaining. But when it comes down to it, people that are opposed to firearms and want more restrictions and regulations, really what it comes down to is the, the, the Constitution needs to be amended then. Um, and, and until we get to that point, I think, it's, I think it's only good that we move more toward the original intent as specifically expressed in the Second Amendment. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand. I joined the program, eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Uh, Kyle has a question, and I think you sort of answered it, but I want to ask you it, and we'll get a clear answer on it. Uh, he asks, so what about state universities? Can you then conceal carry in the classroom? And I think your comment on that, Rick, is it doesn't impact any of the existing laws about when and where you could you can have a firearm. Correct. Um, a lot of, some of the gun rights at activists um, type of folks are – uh, maybe a, a little disappointed that it doesn't go farther into into true constitutional carry because you you still aren't allowed to carry in a uh, public building, um, schools, what have you. This doesn't change any of that. So if you can't carry with a permit now, you still can't carry without a permit after this bill. Okay. Well, we are getting some pretty heavy duty uh, uh, 
uh, feedback from your phone there, Rick. So I think what we're going to do is uh, let you go for now. Thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and, and sharing that with us and looking forward to uh, tracking the progress of your legislation. We'll certainly have you on as this issue unfolds. Did we lose Rick? I let him go after that. You let third, him go after the, the third uh, bit of. It sounds like Machine Gun Kelly going in the background there. I don't know. Maybe sounded, he was at. Maybe he was at a firing range when we were interviewing. It him. sounded like a phone going off. Oh, Rob, come on. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, no, he's he's definitely down at the legislative session. I wanted to ask him a little bit more about what was going on down at the uh, session, maybe, but we had some phone issues there, I guess. 701-293-9000, Had some uh, emails regarding our front plate issue. Uh, let's see, Mark, because uh, I, I, I was wondering if, if, if the state ends the requirement for front license plates, um, you know, is that a cost savings for the state? Uh, Mark emails and says, zero savings in the budget. Vehicle owners pay for the plates uh, as, as, a, as a user fee. Uh, they are under. There are underlying concerns about the use of Stingray devices, plate readers, etc. Uh, there have been multiple efforts to amend this law. Personally, I think safety is more important than vanity. Sorry, Jay. Um, I guess. I mean, if if if, if there's a if there's a uh, if, if 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 there's a a valid argument to be made in in terms of public safety for having the front plate. Then you know, I guess I'm all here. It doesn't bother me that much to have the front plate in the first place. I'm just thinking if we could save some money and maybe satisfy the people who are upset about the aesthetics of the whole thing, you know, maybe it's worth doing. But I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in hearing law enforcement's argument on this. You also uh, had a caller that had noted that it could be possible for uh, people with like the classic cars that don't have the front license plate place to actually put one could maybe file for an exemption. If that was a possibility, yeah, like like maybe uh, you know maybe they they send in a photo or you know give some details about the model of their car. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, there's yeah. got to be there's got to be some sort of like record of like this model of car doesn't have a front license plate uh, post or whatever. Yeah, like that's got to exist somewhere, right? I I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, Governor Burgum says all the information in the world is available at our fingertips on the Internet. So it's it's got to be out there somewhere. It's just a matter of finding it. Uh, Johnny emails as well. It says the cost savings will be nothing. Everybody had to get new plates in 2016. I suppose that's, I suppose that's right. I mean, the, the state, obviously you pay for your plates. That's a user fee. But maybe those user fees could be used to, to you know, if, if we keep the user fee the same, but you're getting one plate instead of two, Maybe those excess user fees, you know, because obviously the state still has to pay for the plates to be manufactured. If the manufactured cost is late, is lower, there's got to be savings there, right? I don't know. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. Rob Report here on WDAY. 
Uh, got another message about the front license plate issue we've been talking about. Legislation uh, before the 2017 legislative session, sponsored by Representative Mark Owens of Grand Forks, would end the requirement for a front license plate on North Dakota vehicles. Uh, let's see. Listener says, uh, where do they make the plates? The penitentiary? This could be cutting jobs in half. Uh, they do actually make the license plate at the North Dakota State Penitentiary. I looked it up. Uh, so that is a real thing. Uh, that's not just in movies. They punch out the license plate at the state pen. Um, I, I'd be interested in hearing from the DOT what the, I, I think there is a savings. I know it's a user fee issue, but if we reduce the manufacturing cost, that savings could be made up, used somewhere else in the budget. Uh, or maybe we could just reduce the fee that people have to pay to register their vehicle. Uh, either way, I think that'd be a good thing. Um, let's see, Jay weighs in. Jay, uh, of course, doesn't want a front license plate on his car. Uh, says, file for an exemption, my... I'm not going to repeat that word on the air. Uh, that's just another way for the state to collect money. I suppose, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm. It, it's tough for me because I, I, don't, I don't care that much about having a front plate on my cars. I, I don't really care even that much what the license plate looks like. They can make a blaze orange for all I care. Um, it's just interesting to me that this this issue is something that people really get really get wound up about. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Also, uh, we're talking with uh, State Representative Rick Becker. He was, he's got the uh, concealed carry bill um, in, in that it's, it's going to make it so that the state of North Dakota, if you're over the age of 21, you're not otherwise legally prohibited from carrying a gun. You could conceal carry in, in the state of North Dakota. And it, it's interesting to me, as, a, as I've watched some of the people push back on this, um, you know, you have some of the just anti-gun people generally who just, they don't like that people have guns, period, and they'd like to get rid of guns. So you have those people. But then you have the people who are sort of, they're okay with guns, but they think they're just for hunting, and they're wondering, you know, why do you need to carry the gun around with you? Why, you know, it, it's sort of their argument is sort of, you know, justify this. Why do you feel like you need to carry your gun around or whatever? And, uh, you know, my response to that argument is that the Second Amendment is a right. It's a civil right. And I don't have to justify. I don't have to justify exercising it to anybody. Right. So. Uh, think of it this way. Uh, th think of it in terms of, of the First Amendment. You know, people ask, well, why do you have to go to church? You know, why is church so important that we've got to put all this effort into protecting the right for you to exercise your religion? And the thing is, is I, you, you don't have to justify going to church. You don't have to justify your faith. You don't have to just, or you shouldn't anyway, right? You don't have to justify being Jewish or Catholic or Muslim or what have you, or, or atheist, frankly, for that matter, um, you know, or, or the First Amendment, right? So, uh, you know, say you're somebody who, who writes things or says things and, it, you know, gets people wound up and it causes controversy or whatever. And people, you know, would it be okay to ask you, you know, why do you have to talk, right? Well, why do you have to write things that are controversial? And the thing is, is I, I don't have to justify it to you, right? My rights are my rights, and I can exercise them when I want to exercise them. One of my rights is the right to keep and bear arms. And if I want to carry my gun, I have that right. Now, personally, I don't, 
I don't go around carrying a gun with me. I, you know, I don't feel like I really want to. I don't feel like I have a need to do that. But I understand if some people do, and I feel like that's their choice. And listen, the way the law is written already, it's legal to, to carry around guns anyway, right? Open carry in the state of North Dakota is legal. Whether you're heading out hunting or you're just going around with a holster, right, and a, and a handgun on, on, on a pistol on your hip, that's legal. What's not legal is if, you know, while you're out hunting, uh, your your shotgun somehow becomes obscured or your handgun uh, slips underneath your jacket or underneath your sweatshirt or something like that. Um, all of a sudden, now that's a concealed weapon, and now you could get in trouble. And I, I think that is a l- sort of ridiculous legal situation to put people in. I mean, we're already saying it's okay to, to walk around with your gun out in the open. I, I think it's a little absurd to think that that turns into a crime if your shirt's down over the weapon, right? And people argue, well, I'll, you know, if you're going to go in and rob a bank or you're going to, you know, I guess attack somebody or you're going to, you know, that's my, why you might want to conceal the weapon. But the thing is, is, is criminals who are going to rob a bank or whatever are going to care about the permits anyway, right? The, the permits are just for those of us who follow the law. So I don't, I don't know what we're accomplishing in, in terms of public safety by you know requiring that people have to go out and get a permit to conceal carry i i don't i don't know what public safety cause or, or initiative or or goal that that's really solving i mean can, can anybody argue that the concealed weapons laws are reducing violent crime right i mean are are, are, are the concealed carry laws making crime less likely to happen it, it seems it seems unlikely to me that anybody could articulate that sort of an argument. 701-293-9000, Join the program. Email talk at WDAY.com. Let's see, got some emails here. Uh, let's see, Joe, about the front license plate issue. Uh, Rob, I've been pulled over 17 times for no front license plates over the years. I found it amusing and kept count. Every single time was late at night while officers were fishing for drunks. Uh, there would be significant savings in unnecessary pullovers if equipment violations, which resulted every single time in a warning, I think police should look for actual drunks, not using petty equipment violations to find drunks for them. Uh, let's see. Um, St- uh, Scott emails, uh, why do we need front plates? Because the cameras only see the front of the vehicles. He sends along a, a traffic camera. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I guess there's a lot of those. North Dakota doesn't have uh, the red light cameras, right, where you automatically get a ticket for running a red light, which, by the way, have not worked out very well from what I've read in other states. I don't think that's ever something the state of North Dakota should do. Uh, but in terms of identifying vehicles, right, I mean, if somebody's driving away from a crime and they've got, you know, the camera only catches the front part of the vehicle. Would sure be nice to have a plate there so we can identify the vehicle. Uh, let's see. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Grant emails. Uh, North Dakota open carry law. Uh, open carry of long guns is generally permitted. Open carry of a loaded handgun is permitted only by individuals with a valid concealed weapons license. 
Uh, non-permit holders may carry one hour before sunrise until one hour after sunset. The firearm may not have a round in the chamber and in plain sight. Uh, so the current open carry law is not exactly like having a firearm in your hip being legal and putting a suit coat on and instantly becoming a criminal. Uh, you have to have a round chambered if you have a – you can have a round chambered if you have a concealed carry permit. Uh, you can't have one cherry, cherry, chambered if you're open carry. But Grant, I, I think that this, I think that this makes the argument. What Grant writes here makes the argument in favor of Representative Becker's legislation, uh, and the reason why is because it's really complicated, right? I mean, okay, so you can open carry, and assuming what Grant writes here is correct, and he he could be right. I'm not 100 percent up to date on the open carry laws, but. Okay, so so long guns are generally permitted. Uh, you can have uh, open carry of a loaded handgun only by individuals with valid concealed weapons license, and then you know you 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 can only have it from one hour after sunset to you know whatever, but one hour before sunrise and blah blah blah. It all seems very absurd to me, right? I mean, if it's okay for me to open carry a gun during daylight hours then why suddenly like like when the sun goes down suddenly what am i going to turn into a criminal right i mean that the sun goes down and and what i i turn into a turn in i i don't know i it just seems that's just absolutely silly to me and and how arcane all that is to me smacks of the sort of the sort of nonsense that anti-gun people put in place to make it difficult for people who want to exercise their Second Amendment rights, make it difficult for them to do so. They know they can't ban guns outright because the political support's not there. But in the name of, quote-unquote, common-sense gun regulation, they can make it so hard to buy a gun, own a gun, bear arms, that nobody wants to do it for afraid of of, of running afoul of some arcane law. So if, if Representative Becker's law makes all that simpler, and I think it does, then sign me up for it. Sign me up for it every day of the week and twice on Sunday. 701-293-9000, More to come straight ahead. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Port here on WDAY, 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. Speaking of emails, got a few more here. Rob, uh, I agree and like the purpose of the law as well, talking about the concealed carry laws from uh, State Representative Rick Becker. Uh, I just wanted people to be aware of the current law. Okay, that was I think that was uh, Grant who had uh, emailed in uh, previously. Uh, yeah, that was Grant. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I and I get that grant. You're, you're right, and I I think you know the, the existing law is very complicated. It's very hard to understand. It's got all sorts of stupid nuances in it, which I think was Grant's point. Uh, and anything to simplify it makes sense to me. I mean, listen, I I don't want if you're a convicted felon or something, I don't want you out there carrying a gun. And we already have laws prohibiting that. But if you're a law-abiding citizen and you don't have a criminal record, and and you legally possess a gun, I think you should be able to carry it if you want it. And I don't. I, I think if the state wants to deny you your ability to carry it, the burden of proof should be on the state to remove that liberty from you. 
let's see. Oh, okay. We had Jim, but we lost Jim. Jim, call back in. Sorry if I uh, didn't come to you right away after the break. So sorry about that. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. And Atil, are you a gun enthusiast? You like you like guns? I do. Um, I don't own any, but I do enjoy uh, shooting. I, we have a twenty two rifle that we shoot yeah. at what we call the Great American Shootout down in Fort yeah. annually. And, yeah. and I enjoy that. That's that's a lot of fun. Um, I own a bow, and I do enjoy shooting my bow fairly cool. frequently. Yeah. But I, I never... I, I went to a I went to a uh, a range. There's a range, and I went with a friend, and they had it set up to where you went to like different stations, and you had to like cl- climb up into a tree stand and shoot at the target down, and then, um, you know, they had it like different where you had to like, like some you had to like be in different positions or whatever. It was a lot of fun, but I prefer guns, I guess. It's a lot of fun. Uh, let's see, we got Jim back. Let's uh, go to Jim right now. What's up, Jim? Hey, Rob. Hey, I uh, I personally have concealed carry, and I carry, anytime I'm not at work, I carry all the time. Um, I, with, with happened when Fargo in the last five years, give or take, um, I think more people should uh, conceal carry. In fact, I think more people should open carry, period. I think that it would be good for our society, because listen, uh, here's, here's, here's my philosophy on that, because people... The people who think that we can address crime or, or even 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 accidental shootings or whatever by eliminating guns from our society are are smoking something because guns aren't going anywhere. Um, no, that not. tooth even 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 if we wanted to, you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. So, what my thought is is that because guns are a thing that exists in our society, I think it would be good if everybody in society had at least a certain level of knowledge about them, right? Just in, in, at least like, like an introductory class. Here's what they are. Here's the different types. Here's how they work. Here's some basic safety instruction about how to handle them and how to use them and how to reload them and clean them and uh, just some basics like that. And if, if, if everybody handled the gun a little bit, uh, you know, had, had, had just, just a, at least an, an introductory level of experience with a firearm, I think America would be a much safer place, and I think that would probably accomplish more in terms of public safety than any of the gun control laws, the background checks, and everything else that we've passed has ever accomplished. I think just that right there, just stop hating on guns, embrace them as a reality in our society, and let's get more people trained. Let's get more people instructed in how to how to use them. I don't think that will ever happen because of all no. the rules out there. I don't think no. it will ever happen. But then I also look at it from the point of view with me personally. Um, my oldest son, he's 18 now. Um, I put a I put a 45 in his hand when he was six years old. Um, first time I ever bought a, uh, a handgun, uh, brand new out of the box. I got home and took the clip out. Of course, it's not loaded, but I handed it to my six-year-old, and he looked at it. He touched it. He. He, you know, he, I'm not saying he played with it, but the curiosity has to be taken away. Yeah. Um, I, I think that is the biggest thing with with either long rifles or, or, or handguns of any size. Uh, the curiosity has to be taken away from the adult, uh, male, female, or child. Uh, and I think we have a lot less fatalities in our, in, in our, in our world. 
I, 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 I think you're right. Thanks for the call, Jim. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think what we need to go about doing is trying to replace the fear of guns with competency, right? A, a level of competency. Stop being scared of guns, right? They're a known quantity, uh, and if you handle them appropriately, they're safe. Now, there's there's nothing we can do about criminals, right? We're, we're going to have, or, or at least in terms of, like, gun control, criminals are going to be criminals, and, and, and guns are just going to be a, a tool that they use to commit crimes, and we're better off trying to address whatever social or economic reasons people become criminals than we are trying to deny them guns because that's just not going to happen. Um, but, I mean, when I was a young kid, I, mean, I remember my father was a cop, uh, which meant that, you know, I saw my dad strap a gun on every morning uh, when he went to work. Uh, this was something that was around the house. And I could remember when I was about six years old, uh, my dad uh, showed me his handgun, ran me through, you know, this is where the bullets go, you never ever pointed at people. Uh, you know, he took me out with uh, my mother had a had a twenty two rifle that was a, like a child size. I went out. He shot me how to shoot pop cans, and we did a little bit of hunting. I mean that that was so valuable to me in my life because I grew up not being afraid of guns, and I think that served me better. Jay Thomas show coming up next. Remember, you can catch me here Monday through Friday, one to two p.m. or twenty four hours a day, seven days a week at sendingblog.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Inside. Flip on.